Let's talk boxing now and let's start off by checking on one of our own here. A lot of people have been asking, how is he doing? Is he back from Russia? And we can confirm that he is back from Russia. And trainer Colin Nathan from Hotbox Gym joins us on the line now. Colin, uh, good evening and thank you very much for being able to speak to us tonight on SAFM. Well, firstly, viva, brevier, kadilan, uchi Sean. I hope you guys are well. It's great to be talking to you guys. And uh, there was a little bit of ration that I picked up when I was there. Um, yeah. Just really good to be back and speaking to you guys. No, oh, that's good. And how are you feeling, Colin? You sound like you're in good spirits, but overall, how are you feeling? I'm not 100% physically. I'm still taking, you know, my knee, my left knee is still a bit sore from the COVID. My eyesight's still a bit blurry. It's getting better, though, I have to admit. Um, my breathing's a little kind of weird it's a little obscure at the moment like i'll get up the stairs which i've just done now and i'll be out of breath which is just bizarre uh very frustrating at times uh the fatigue seems to be subsiding which is great normally at around three four o'clock in the afternoon i'd just be so exhausted i literally lie down and like passed out that subsided so all in all physically i am getting better but i'm definitely not 100 percent yet okay surely you're not back at the gym then Oh, oh, yes, I, I definitely am. We oh. started training fighters today, and I was in the office last week and working behind my laptop. Um, in fact, I was still working in the hospital on my phone, and I did a couple of Zoom me- uh, Sorry, I did a couple of team meetings with my my camera off, obviously, just explaining to the people that you know I had COVID and I had pneumonia, and mm. that's the reason. Why- and I'm in a Russian hospital, of course, and that's why my my cameras were off. <laughs> but how glad are you to be back home, Colin? Man, you know, like I missed, I missed my family, wife, friends, you know, my fighters, obviously, and just, just being in South Africa. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of unrest at the moment, but, you know, I, I don't want to be back in a hospital. And I was just very daunting. It was very scary at times as well. Uh, very intimidating because I didn't speak the language. Google Translate came in very handy. Mm. Um and it's just great to be back. You know, I love South Africa. I'm proudly South African. And, you know, obviously, you try and catch up as much as you can on Facebook and on Instagram and stuff. The point is that I was really, really sick and totally, totally fatigued. It's a fatigue that I just can't explain unless someone has had COVID before. Just constantly tired, you know. But like I'm saying, the fatigue seems to be going away, which I'm really, really grateful for. And how long were you in Russia for? How long did you spend in hospital? Because it seemed like a long time. So here's the crazy thing. I was there a week, and the night, the day, the night of the fight, I literally was ushered in an ambulance from my my hotel to the hospital, and I spent four weeks, four weeks in this hospital. It was just mad madness. Um, I had 11 positive COVID tests. So it was crazy. And the 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 Russian law is any foreigner who tested positive for COVID has to go into hospital and will only be discharged once producing a negative COVID result. So my 12th COVID test in hospital, I tested negative. So that's why I'm here. Viva, let's go, champ. So I was really... After four, my, after my, four my, weeks. I want to tell you, hold on. I want to tell you my stats for COVID testing. Mm. I've had 20 in my whole life. I've had 28 COVID tests. 17 negatives and 11 positives. And all the 11 positives came in Russia. Well, when we spoke to Rhino, actually, after he came back, he had told us that he was suspicious about the positive outcome because another test you had done before you left was negative. Were you also apprehensive? Were you disbelieving at first? Yeah, so listen, I mean, we did think the fix was in. So so what happened was I tested positive uh, and Rhino tested negative and I requested a second test. 
I went for a second test that night and it came back the next morning negative. But because my first test, I was positive, I was, uh, was submitted into the Russian National Health System. And by law, a doctor, a government doctor had to come to my hotel room and check me out. This happened 48 hours later. So what I did was, um, my first thought though was like, why is this waiting? Why did they have to wait 48 hours? So basically, I threatened the promoter. I phoned him up and I said, look, Reno's not going to fight tonight. And he said to me, but what do you mean? Because I thought, you know, I thought something fishy was going on. And when he said to me, but you, Reno's negative and you're positive, you know, he can still fight. I said, yes, but because also remember, I did the third test, the mm. PCR test on the Thursday. Friday was the fight. The Thursday PCR test, we were still waiting for our results. And that was for us to travel back to South Africa within the 72-hour window period, which is obviously part of government uh, uh, law for us traveling back to South Africa. You, had a, you have to have a negative PCR test flying back to South Africa. So we never got those results back. And I was wondering, well, now I've got a positive, now I've got a negative. Where's my third test? I want to know. And when I threatened the promoter that, you know, Reno's not going to fight, he seemed really genuine. He said, but you but you positive. It's, it's honestly not my fault. And then I realized that, look, this has got nothing to do with boxing. This has got to do with the, the Russian national health care system, and they were doing their job. Um, obviously, we as a camp felt that there was something going on. Mm. But looking back, I mean, Tabisa, I was really, really sick, man. I was really, really sick. I've never been that sick in my entire life, you know. And then obviously the scary part came was when I got told that I had pneumonia in my left lung. And that was that was probably one of the scariest moments and isolated uh, moments in my whole life where I just literally did. I, I, I thought that maybe I'm going to die in Russia. You know, I had some like weird thoughts, like uh, how's my wife going to cope with the kids? You know, my kids need a father. Mm-hmm. And yes, the worst part was I was thinking if I die in Russia, are they going to fly my body to South Africa so I can have a, so I can have a burial? I mean, like mm-hmm. crazy stuff was going through my head. And, and how were you treated in Russia while you were in hospital? So the medical staff, the nursing staff, and the, the head of the, the unit, Dr. Andreas, uh, big shout out to him. I don't know if you'll listen to this interview, but he was great. He spoke fluent English. The rest of the staff didn't, and that was a little frustrating at times. But they were great. I mean, I got treated really, really well. Um, uh, Chabad St. Petersburg, uh, the rabbi actually sent in food twice a week for me because I simply couldn't eat the hospital food. The Russian food was just it was ghastly at times. So they sent in food. I also got a friend who, from the hotel who managed to send me protein bars, mm. like a box of 40 protein bars and a whole, like two and a half kilograms of whey powder. So I was still eating. The problem was is that I wasn't exercising. The only exercising I was doing was obviously lifting my fork and knife. And mm. obviously I put on a bit of weight because I couldn't move around. I was isolated in, in literally a small ward and I wasn't allowed on the balcony because you know, the infection rate and so forth. So it was crazy. It was just a crazy time, lying on my back, doing nothing, watching Netflix, occasionally on social media. Um, and it was just a very, very lonely, weird time in my life. And, I, and it was time for reflection. Like, I am so grateful, so grateful to be alive because those thoughts, I never ever want to experience those thoughts again. It was just horrible. Yeah, I can't even imagine uh, being in a Russian hospital for almost for a month. Uh, um, Colin, and how is the COVID situation that side? 
I think the numbers on also sorry, I want to make mention the problem with my positive tests as well. I developed a sinus infection, which is part of adult Australian here in South Africa. So I suspect oh. I caught the virus either at the airport leaving South Africa or mm. on the aeroplane flying to Paris. That's what I suspect. Um, with regards to St. Petersburg, I mean, guys walk around legally outside. They don't have to wear masks and stuff. Like, we, we all looked at each other as a team thinking, like, does COVID even exist here? You know, it's just madness. And the next thing, out of the eight guys, part of Team Liebenberg, the, the trainer test positive. It's just crazy. Yeah. But um, I think the numbers are slightly rising. I was speaking to a friend who, uh, uh, the woman from the hotel who looked after me while I was there bringing me food and so forth, she said to me, there are going to be new restrictions coming in. This I spoke to her on Sunday. But by and large, it's like, you know, it's almost like COVID doesn't exist there. It was crazy. But obviously in the hospital that I was in, which was an you know, infection hospital, um, sorry, infectious and disease hospital, there, there were people, I mean, I, I saw some horrible things when I went down to get a CT scan. I saw a gentleman a few years older than me battling to breathe. And that was also pretty scary. You know, like, it's a, you know, these guys, people around, around the world need to take the virus very, very seriously, especially in South Africa, the third wave. People are dying. Lutwaba died. Mr. Never Hot died. I mean, we're talking about, and, and Lutwaba is like six years on me. Mm. You know, so that was also like, uh, if, if that, you know, to the listeners, if this isn't a wake-up call, I don't know what will be, really. Yeah. And and would you say you were treated any differently in Russia because you were coming from South Africa and there's this a warning about uh, travelers from South Africa or was there any extra caution, something of that sort? Um, that's a good question. No, I don't think so. I think, I mean, look, obviously you become friends with the staff and you can eventually, you know, because like after 10 days, I wasn't... The only thing I was feeling was the fatigue, and then obviously I got the sinus infection. But generally, the, the staff, you know, they treated me like they were treating any other Russian patients. Uh, the South African part was never, you know, had nothing to do with it. The the doctor even didn't even mention the South African strain, uh, which I believe now, like like I said earlier, it's called the Delta strain. Yeah, um, I didn't get treated any different. The, the only thing I did get treated differently was I couldn't speak Russian, and I was a foreigner. Mm. And then, what was going through your mind when they finally cleared you then and they said you're negative and you can go home? How were the emotions? Yeah, I, uh, I cried. Uh, I cried a few times in hospital. One was when I got told that I had pneumonia in my left lung and I was all alone and I just literally rolled over my bed and I just felt the tears just pouring down on my right arm. And then when I got told that I had the sinus infection and I'd have to be, a, I was already in the hospital three weeks by that stage. And they told me that I have to be a few more days. I like just broke down. I said, I'm like, when am I going to see my kids? When am I going to come home? You know, my kids need a father. And then when I test on the 12th test, <laughs> when I tested negative, I was just, I was just so over, overwhelmed with so much emotion. I was like, cause I knew that was my ticket home. I knew a couple of hours later I'd be discharged. Mm. And I always knew gradually it would be certain steps. The, mm. the first step was to be negative. The next step was to, you know, get out of that place, go to my hotel, spend two nights there. That was like the next step. And then the third step was make my way to the airport with my PCR test. And like Viva South Africa, get on the plane, fly from St. Petersburg to Paris, from Paris back to Johannesburg. 
and then obviously see my family. And that, to me, well, those are the things I was working towards. The first thing I was working towards mm. was trying to get a negative uh, test. And I asked the doctor, why do I keep testing positive? Mm. So the thing was is that you can test positive from up to 10 days to four weeks. <laughs> and again, it goes back to the Russian law that will not release a foreigner. Sorry, not release. Sounds like I was in jail. Well, kind of I was, to be honest. But they will just not discharge a foreigner until producing a negative result. Sure. And that's what I kept focusing on. It's like, I've got to push out. Because it was a joke. It was a standard joke. My mm. wife still said to me, she's like, stop telling me you're positive. Just next message, tell me when you're negative, you know. And everyone was an- annoying me. Like, well, when you, did you test? You know, everyone knew I was doing tests. So what was the result? What was the result? And eventually, I just started ignoring friends. It was really – and then the joke of it was – when they knew I was getting irritated with them, they were sending, sending WhatsApp messages like, I'm sending you light, love, and positivity. And I wrote back, and I'm saying, well, I'm trying to be negative. Stop sending me positive stuff, you know? Okay, at least you didn't lose your sense of humor. That's a good one, actually. <laughs> but finally, Colin, how gutted were you to miss Rhino's fight? Because he believes it could have been different if you were there, or does that not matter anymore now? Was, was your health most important? You know, if you watch uh, SA Boxing Talk, Hayden Jones' interview with me, I, I, I choke up. I get quite emotional when I, because I've seen the fight, well, I saw it live. I watched it off WhatsApp. Uh, I phoned Clinton van der Berg. He did a WhatsApp call, so I watched the fight. Uh, but I got home, and I, I watched bits and pieces of it, and I, I don't have a heart to sit through the whole thing because I do think it could have been different. I think the scores at least definitely would have been tighter. Um, unfortunately, he had no guidance, and... Doesn't matter. No, he was always ready to roll. Uh, Reynos officially announced his retirement two days ago. We sent through a letter of retirement and relinquishing his South African super middleweight title and thanking Boxing South Africa for his career. Um, but it, it still gets to me that I wasn't there. Like even now, I get I get upset because I love Reno. He is loyal to me for for a decade, and we had great memories together. And and I miss him. South African boxing will miss this character you know he was outspoken uh sometimes controversial mm. but and, and he always he always laid out in the ring you know there was never he was never in a boring fight he was always in it win lose or draw and 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 he never shied away from a fight there right no no and the thing is i think if mike tyson wanted to fight him in a comeback fight here in south africa i think he'd be willing you know and he'd probably say let's, let's do it you know um <laughs> but it, so it, it does matter, personally it matters to me, but in the scheme of things, like we always knew this was going to be his last fight. Mm. Um, spoke to his family, particularly his wife. And just, uh, just you know, Reynos, Reynos family to me, you know, like most of my fighters are to me. Okay, let me just play a voice note, Colin, before we move on. Good evening, Teresa. Good evening to your guest. Please, can you ask him for us, what would be his advice to all athletes who are going outside the country to participate in any competition looking at his journey especially testing maybe 12 times for covid what do does he think we should do suppose we are about to leave the country especially athlete and then also those who are going for this uh, tokyo olympic games is bramore in mangao thanks bramore your advice calling to those traveling out of the country okay so so I couldn't hear clearly the question, but it was basically about athletes traveling. Yes, so yes, here's yes. what I think. So remember, I did my PCR test a day before flying out to St. Petersburg. You know, we flew transit to Paris. So I tested negative. 
But I suspect what happens is you can only pick up a positive test five days after contracting the virus. Again, I'm not a medical doctor. This is just what I've been told. So chances are I was already, I already had the virus in me. To the athletes, I think you've just got to monitor yourselves. I'm going to change it with a different question. Someone asked me, would I advise traveling? Mm-hmm. You've got to understand something to be so. Athletes need to compete. They need to earn a living. So you can't stop your life for the virus. I just think you've got to be extra, extra cautious right now. You know, the question is, uh, like two, three months ago, you know, should I take the vaccine or not? I'm not even going to dispute that. That's not even, that's not even an argument. Give me the vaccine now, which I'm actually going to go for in two weeks' time um, when I'm eligible. I'm going to take the vaccine. But going back to the athletes who are younger, just watch yourselves, monitor yourself, and absolutely you can travel and, 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 and go overseas. But again, you know, I would do, my advice would be actually do two, two PCR tests. I would do it like maybe a week before you fly out, and then obviously just before you fly out, um, just to see like exactly where you're at with regards to the virus and COVID-19. That would be my advice. Okay, great advice. Colin, thanks for speaking to us. We're glad you're home. We're glad you're getting better and you fought a really good fight in, in, in Russia. So keep going. Diva, thank you so much for the opportunity. God bless. Stay safe. Thank you. Uh, Colin Nathan from Hotbox Gym, boxing trainer there, and uh, just telling us about his battle or his fight with COVID in Russia. How is that? You don't wish that on anybody. But we're glad he's back home.